This is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hi, this is Kay. Thank you for checking out today's podcast of Hanging with the Haters. We want to give special thanks to our sponsor, Sonny Horn, with Leaders Financial Group. You can give them a call at 832-381-2515. And welcome to Hanging with the Haters, brought to you every Wednesday at noon by Leaders Financial Group and uh, our financial guru, Sonny Horn. Sonny Horn, woohoo! Yeah, that was my shout out for Sonny Horn, Kay. By the way, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, today, very special show. Uh, one of my, uh, m- well, my best friend, long term friend, Johnny Sutton, is with us again. He was with us last week. Uh, Johnny, you were with us. He was uh, an observer. He was an observer, Kay. He, what do you call it when you. You observe a class, or but there's a word for it. I didn't take the class. I audited the, audited class. the class. I don't know why. Yeah. But Johnny's actually he's yeah. mic'd up. I didn't take any notes last week, though. That, that was <laughs> that was true, but he, he didn't need to. Anyway, uh, I tell you, after the show last week, uh, Johnny, you know, he drug his uh, buns over to our house, and we sat there and talked for a good while, and this guy has uh, so much, so many stories. I mean, he works uh, worked for... Uh, Work Davis Estates. He'll talk about that a while. He's a forester. He got a degree in forestry, same time I did, and um, only he used his degree. And uh, anyway, he was telling about stories about backwoods people and all, and I, I thought it was uh, or people he met in the backwoods fascinating. So I uh, made him show up. Today. Per- you were very persuasive. I was so persuasive, and he kept no, I don't think so. And I, anyway, I made him. So uh, anyway, Johnny said we'll introduce him more today. But right now, okay, we just need to mention stuff first before. Uh, that and one has to do with this Saturday and you know this Saturday is something that crept up on me uh, a couple of months ago uh, Don Hampton said Mark I need you to uh, help out be one of several uh, MCs at the Rising Stars and uh, Rising Stars Legends of Texas it's some kind of art thing and I mentioned it last week and Dick had to actually explain <laughs> most of it to me what's going on but that time is coming, Johnny. It's this Saturday. It is this Saturday, and from noon to probably be, it'll be after 7 uh, o'clock, probably 7.30, uh, be emceeing uh, uh, several shows. One uh, involves the uh, uh, actors group out of uh, Montgomery. Their uh, drama department is put on a, a play, or they're going to put on a play uh, that is uh, a most depressing play, which means they must have super actors because it's one of those things I just would not uh, uh, care to be in. And I think the Conroe Art League will have the art gallery open. And anyway, there'll be lots going on, including vendors with food, folks. And I think that may be, you know, the big draw. Johnny, I don't know what you're doing Saturday, but you would be uh, well served. You might find a big piece of art you might want to buy or something. I don't know what I'm doing Saturday either, Mark. Retired guy. Oh, that's right. (laughs) They might have roasted corn. We don't know. Corn on a stick cake. That's what Mark likes. Anyway. (laughs) That's uh, uh, what's coming on. And uh, anyway, that's please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think a lot of things open at noon. I'll be at the Crichton Theater uh, with uh, Dick Schishler, our president owner of uh, Lone Star. And uh, anyway, they're going to be, he's going to be there uh, airing live some uh, radio, uh, radio play. 
broadcast, one by youngsters and one by the Owens Players Thinger. Theater group. And uh, we've oh. got a call right now, Kay. Can you believe that? We're right off the bat. You I want to am... make a bet on who it is? No, I don't. But this is fascinating uh. stuff. I'm so proud. Uh, caller, you're calling uh, uh, Hanging with Haters. Kay's here, and um, I'm Mark, and Johnny Sutton's here. Uh, who are you, and what would you like to tell us about? Uh, Mr. Mark, this uh, this uh, uh, Lee Wong. Lee Wong. Lee, you know, yeah, I, I think... I, I think I, I, I go to uh, would take wife to uh, Conroe Regional Medical Center oh. to have baby, and oh. she have baby, and they bring me the baby, and it be a white baby, and I say to nurse, no, 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 two Wongs cannot make a white. <laughs> okay, okay. She <laughs> okay. say to me, I think that your baby. What you gonna name that baby? And I say, some King Wong. That's- <laughs> That true story. That, that true story. I, I believe that. that. Sounds like it. I, I believe that. Lee. You can't make this stuff up. He, he can't. He can't. And uh, by the way, you still in the restaurant business? <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, 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 very much. And, and, and restaurant and pest control. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Lee, that is uh, that's very interesting. And I, Well, congratulations on uh, yeah. on your new your, your baby. You didn't say if it was a girl or a boy. Well, I hope it was from the name. I, I don't know. In fact, <laughs> I've already forgot it, the name. But, it is a girl, oh boy. I'm not oh, sure. What oh, okay. Lee, thank you so ask much. Your, ask uh, your wife, Mr. Right. Wong. You know, <laughs> our, our listeners need stuff like that to, to know what's going on in this town, and we encourage uh, encourage stuff like that. Lee, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, bye-bye uh, now. Bye-bye. Bye. That and could have been the Wong number. That could have been the Wong, <laughs> Wong number. I, okay, Johnny. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that was uh, Lee Wong, and I was uh, expecting. We hear from him from time to we time. We do. This guy, he's oh, got a, he's I got a million. I didn't number. know that. <clears throat> By the way, speaking of that, Kay, at the end of this show, we are going to have a joke. You know, we used to have a story, a joke, and then a story. Well, we're going to have a story uh, near the end of this show, but we're also going to have a joke because I read one today that I thought was pretty good, and I'll share that with you. Anyway, uh, that's going on, and I also I do this every week because it's so good. I plug Johnny the uh, Couriers, uh, telling Montgomery County story for 125 years. And their hi- their history section. Yeah, that's how long uh, the Conroe Courier's been around, and here they've got uh, the front page of the uh, ap- the actually it's I'm trying to read Friday, April 20th. That would be today, but if the year is 1934. So many things going on, and I did not know this. Kay, I bet you didn't. Uh, Conroe had a baseball team then. I don't know if they were no, semi-pro or what. No, I did not know that. They were called the Conroe Oilers, and uh, they won. So this is the April, uh, like I said, 20th edition. So that week they beat uh, Tomball, and Tomball was called the Wild Cats. I wanted to say Wild Eats because this is blurred um, – print but they beat tom ball seven to four and man it made the front page of uh, that also uh, officers combed gulf area for noted killers and the killers were bonnie and clyde wow they were really wow. known uh, there was word that while they're in the area there was a place uh, around here that they frequented i think they had uh kinfolk there that was one thing it's was it, were they killed in north texas the north, somewhere up there, east or north. Actually, there are several. Northeast their Texas? car is in several places. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, it was in pieces when they got yeah. through. Once Maybe like, they spread the pieces. They right. yeah. <laughs> Once in Louisiana and at some town. I don't, obviously, it's in some town, but uh, there's claim for several of them. Uh, 
anyway, just like the baby Jesus, there are several places where he was born, I think, over there. I can't, um, I can't remember them all. Anyway, other things uh, went on. Uh, I, was, I, I know a Sam Cable, and here on April 19, 1917, they're showing some of the stories back then, April 19, 1917, Louis Cable and Maurice Alley uh, went to Houston to uh, enlist in the Navy. This was 1917, ladies and gentlemen, April. World War I. In the Navy. In uh, you know World War One, the Navy, the American Navy was just not much uh, back <laughs> then. The British Navy was really big, but I can't imagine joining the Navy. Um, they were sent to the Great Lakes in Illinois. Okay, that makes sense. And it was reported about fifty of their friends gathered uh, at the train station to see him. Another thing, April nineteen thirty-five, the record attendance at Conroe ISD was 443 wow and all conroe schools uh was 443 however in 1925 it was uh uh actually 35 it was 3976 fascinating well, stories it was growing even yeah. then and it's still growing and i didn't want to end it there i wanted to also i opened this up and there is this story about everett uh brothers hardware everett's uh, true value hardware yeah and we I, talked about them before yeah i mentioned in 1908 that they i didn't mention 1908 because i didn't know it but they had a, a grocery store and it burnt down in 1911 with the town of conroe almost a conroe oh they had a fire down, down yeah. here on the it was on the square yeah. wasn't it and they rebuilt it in fact it was right down there uh, to the right i don't know if they you know that place we had uh, breakfast uh, mm-hmm. while back? Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. in that. that would be on the east side of the courthouse square. Yeah. But uh, there, the the store was somewhere in that vicinity. They got yeah. a picture of it uh, in this thing. Anyway, uh, nice stuff. And, of course, in 1958, and I say, of course, I don't know why, uh, that's when they exclusively went to a hardware store. And, um, anyway, it, it was, like I mentioned last week, it was the greatest hardware store Things cost a little more because it's mom and pop, but son of a gun, were they nice and were they helpful? They knew their stuff. Oh, man, no kidding. They knew and you didn't have to go looking for somebody to help you either. You know, I don't know how they, I'm assuming the people they hired to be their uh, uh, clerks and all must have been family because they knew everything. Very I mean, I know what this thing does, and how can you afford to pay someone that knowledgeable uh yeah. salary, at least yeah. not anymore. Anyway, a uh, record was broken when $1.8 million in lots were sold on the new golf course at Walden. This was 1976. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Walden has grown a big time then. But yeah. uh, this is, uh, anyway, the, the Courier. And by the way, there were three uh, letters to the editor that uh, <laughs> people were real upset. And uh, the reason was uh, they had some news that was just not right i mean it's one of those fake news things but they believed in it and they hammered um some other politicians based on what they had heard elsewhere mm-hmm. but i won't mention say kid this. you know we have our, our our little outline that we use every week we do Kate. and i noticed next on the outline it says how does anyone kill land lines and i thought it said land mines yeah see Kate, that is different and by the way we have got a, a nephew named ck uh or is it cj it's CJ. Never mind. <laughs> CJ, I'm sorry. Distant, distant nephew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do. And, Kate, what this was about, uh, I don't know about you people, and I don't know about Johnny with respect to telephones, but there is no way on uh, God's green earth that I could be comfortable with a cell phone for my main phone. My cell phone has 
it's tough for me to hear, and uh, it's just I don't enjoy holding a flat it, object when I'm talking. It, it won't hold a charge. It, right. Mine does not hold a charge. And the, I mean, I, I have to have a landline. It's just, and these people just pick up the phone. One thing, Kay, that ticks the willies out of me is most people's phone, and raise your hand if this works with you, but no, don't raise your hand now. I'm, I'm trying to explain it first. If you uh, hit your button to turn on your phone, how long does it take to turn on? Uh, Several uh, of them. A, a while. Mine's a while. And if I'm trying to call somebody, i got to be sitting there. And here's what happens, Kay. It comes on, and then all of a sudden it goes back off, and then I have to turn it on again. The second turn, okay, now I'm ready if you're serious about it. And I call. So uh, so, so, so the message here is don't call Mark on his cell phone because you're not going to get don't. him. don't. It will ring, and by the time I find my phone, it's gone, and nobody leaves messages. Yeah. And uh, so don't another do message here is you're getting old, Mark. That's, that's another thing, Johnny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we true. live kind of – I don't know. It's funny because – Sometimes our cell phones work inside the house, and sometimes they don't, and I never know. Yeah, metal roof. I don't know what it so, is. Weather. Anyway. Weather. It's, uh, it and could the weather be. May have, could uh, be. Also, nighttime. I don't know what it is, Johnny. But I wanted to say something because, Kay, one thing about our show, and, and Johnny, you'll learn, is I like to inform people. I like people to be a little wiser, smarter, you know, when they leave. And son of a gun, I saw this research on smiles. When you're smiling. And... Uh, Somebody actually did research, and folks, there were several of them that mentioned this. Only one said a number, uh, the number of smiles there are, and you could make up more. There's no question, but they all said there's several smiles, but very few of them all, uh, very few of them indicate that the person is happy. We have so many weird smiles, and uh, you can tell, uh, yeah. you can see them in uh, some people. I mean, uh, the happy smiles are, wow, I got money. Or, and then uh, there's the smile you give when you're looking at somebody and you really want to kill them. Exactly. And there is a smile for that. Well, when does it go to a smirk? The smirk is very close. The smirk, the closest <laughs> thing, and, well, I hate to say that, but we saw it uh, yesterday on the news when the uh, one of the officials from South Korea was talking with, uh, was with taking a photograph with our Secretary of State. And he had. Was it our, wasn't it our uh, Vice President? It exactly was our Vice President. That, yeah, Kent. that's different. Okay, it's completely different because <laughs> okay. our Secretary of State never smiles. Uh, but anyway, and this gentleman was shaking hands and. What I read is people, uh, Japanese, Chinese, and this is stereotyping them, or it's categorizing them. But You're going to get letters. Their culture is not to express <laughs> uh, emotion in public. You don't. You know, your dog died. Mm. And you go cry at home or whatever. And they don't smile in public. But if they are, you know, ex you know congratulating someone, the smile is this. It is a flat, their lips become flat across, and their eyes squint to where you can just barely see them. And I say that if you need to watch, you need to watch these things, particularly in, in you know, you see government officials shaking hands. This guy, I, I just read that, and I sat down to watch TV, and this guy was shaking hands with Pence, and he looked at the camera, and I said, son of a gun, flat across, you know, it's somewhat of a smile, but it's not. And uh, his eyes, he just squinted where I couldn't see him. Anyway, uh, stereotype. I thought he had a nice smile, so, but... If you're, uh, right now, if you are of Asian ancestry, if you'll go to the mirror and give us a, uh, your normal mm, smile, and that'll help okay. us Okay. By the way, I've got other things to mention. We're moving on at smiles. this point, right? And, uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> By the way, there's uh, 
uh, a smile you give when someone's talking to you and you want to realize, hey, I'm awake, I may not be listening to you, and that's one particular smile, and it has nothing to do with joy. Mm -hmm. One thing that does have to do with joy for some people out there is we've got to take a break, Johnny. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to finish this smile thing. We're going to talk to Johnny about our friendship and uh, what's going to ruin it. Back, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of minutes. Hanging with the haters. Hello, I'm Sonny Horn with Leaders Financial Group. For 25 years, Leaders has developed a working relationship with each of our clients that aid us in providing them opportunities to retire sooner than they likely thought possible. Our success is attributed largely to our thoroughness in drawing up a workable financial plan for each client. Saving money is tough for most, so we all need to receive the best long-term results possible for our efforts. Leaders Financial Group has earned a reputation for providing greater peace of mind for those who too often feel they're hoping against hope in what seems to be a most complicated financial market. Our goal at Leaders is to provide a keen sense of hope and financial security for those who come to us seeking direction. process is simple. Phone call even more so. I'm Sonny Horn. Give me a call at 832 831-2515 and we'll help you establish a financial future that'll be ready when you're ready to retire. And I'm Mark Hader. One of the clients at Sonny Horn has helped retire sooner than I thought possible. It's our trust in him that led Kay and I to choose Leaders Financial Group as our sponsor. Listeners, this is uh, Mark with Hanging with the Haters, and uh, of course my friend Johnny Sutton's here, and uh, Kay also. And I've got to stop Johnny saying, of course, it's overused because normally, of course, is you already know this, why am I telling you? But you didn't, you know, people don't know, of course, that didn't make sense. But when we left, of course, I was talking about smiles, and Kay, I did so much research on this, I hate to just kill it here. Let me tell you more things about smiles. Okay. The history, uh, or some countries... Uh, like I said, there are 19 smiles. I don't know if I gave you a number, but there's 19. Only six of them are associated with uh, uh, joy of any kind. But in the 17th century in Europe, this is way back when, and when I say 17th century, that's the 1600s. Right. That's confusing to people, Johnny. I don't. It know always confuses it, it, me. It kills you. Yeah. They said that the rich people considered any person who smiled where you could actually see their teeth, uh, they were poor people, that the rich were above that big of a smile. They would, mm. and so you were rich. That was an indication that, wow, I just told something mm. very funny and I couldn't see that guy's teeth, so snooty, he must be snooty, rich. Snooty. Mm-hmm. Norway. And Kay, remember Tim Huffman from church was telling us he lived in Norway. Sw- for he a lived while. in Sweden. They're the same. They're next they're, door to they're one Scandinavians. another. Scandinavians. Yeah, they're good. They believe, they have a saying over there, it's, it's, a, it's a joke that's pretty true. They say, Smiling strangers, if you see a smiling stranger, in other words, he's not a Norwegian or whatever, he is either drunk, he's insane, or he's an American. Uh, in other words, you pass one on the street and they're smiling. Yeah. Okay, you're drunk. I don't yeah. have anything to do with you. Yeah. Uh, I remember Tim, when he was in Sweden, he was there to do missionary work. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, he, he said if he would ask anybody anything about you know, are you a Christian or anything like that? They were very suspicious. Like, what do you want to know? Yeah. What do you, you know, what do you want? Yeah. So uh, anyway, they should have known he's an American. He's nosy. Yeah, and he's nosy and smiling. In Russia, 
smiling with no reason, they say the culture was that you're insane. You're not, you know, you're, they see a person smiling, he's nuts. Uh, in other words, I'm thinking, uh, what do you have to smile about over there? You know, geez. well, life is tough. It's over tough, there. <laughs> and then you die. You're Japan, right. I mentioned Japan. They stifle their emotions in public and um, normally. And it's one thing about, you know, when I guess Americans go overseas, and I haven't ever gone overseas. I've gone down to Mexico. and We've uh, been to Canada, been Canada and Mexico. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, you see people that uh, are not nearly as open as we are in Somebody mentioned to us just the other day, like in, in Texas, if, uh, you know, you drop a grocery bag or something, somebody's going to run to you and somebody's going to say something or, you know, hello, or how are you pick, doing? Help you pick things yeah. up. And yeah. if you buy something and, you know, don't say anything, that's uh, kind of frightening. But uh, in other countries, that's pretty much the norm, uh, I would guess. And once again, stereotype, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know what they do in Australia. Uh, uh, Papua New Guinea, I really don't know. They may have some special handshake. Uh, one thing I, I do know is that Johnny Sutton is here, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny is a <laughs> gentleman that, uh, I, I mean, we... we uh, had, you went too far there. Went too far. <laughs> gentlemen, I'm sorry. I, I already... Uh, already. Yeah, I've exaggerated his. No, that's not true at all, Johnny. See, you can tell he's humble. Uh, but we have known each other since the second grade, and Johnny, for the life of me, I do not know if I knew you from school or did we move, we must have moved to Pinewood Lane, and you lived across, oh, you lived down from us, one house between us, uh, and I remember meeting Johnny Sutton and his brother Craig. Uh, one thing in Dorinda, I never knew much about your sister, Dorinda, other than she was really cute. How much Red, younger is she than you? Oh, Dorinda was six, seven years, so okay. there was an age gap there. Yeah, there, there mm. must, have, must have been, but I remember Craig, and one thing I want to say about uh, Craig, we're not going to leave them all together, but uh, um, used to, we used to call him in college Egg. Why? Where did that come from? I was always signing nicknames, uh, which I like to shorten the name, and it just—I guess I was tired of saying the whole word Craig, and it went to Egg. Egg. I don't know. In, in, don't don't really know. Don't like, do you realize? Uh, remember what you called me? Well, later in, in college, I did. Yeah. I don't think you ever liked it, but. I didn't understand it, but oh, that was part of the reason I liked to use it. You, that you did not like it, but well, uh, Jocko. Yeah, and you got that from. Uh, I enjoyed saying Jocko. I thought Jocko came <laughs> out of your mouth. I remember that smoothly, and yeah. I just like saying the word. So we were around each other, and I decided I'd yeah. I'd change it to Jocko so I could use Jocko. The, mm -hmm. the story I heard at first when you mentioned it was it was your. Uncle, it wasn't your uncle, but it was someone's dog, your grandpa's dog named Jocko, and you see me and nah. said I acted like Jocko. You, you, I, I blew that up? You blew that. that okay. You came from somewhere. Yeah. I'm so well, sure. there's worse things to be named after. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess so. By the way, Johnny and, um, I mean, we went to, we were in the second grade together, and on uh, YouTube, whenever this comes out on YouTube and on our uh, uh, website, I'm going to put a picture of Johnny and my uh, second grade uh, class picture and we're s standing together in fact I wrote an article uh, last week and it's going to be in the uh, villager today about uh, some of the stuff with the Johnny and uh, I growing up and we were in the um, we were in the second grade together and Johnny's members of the second grade are limited I would say uh, I remember stuff and Johnny thinks I'm making it up but I, I don't I mentioned uh, 
I was in two plays at Ritchie, and uh, in the second grade, Johnny was in the same grade in the same class I was, and everyone in that class had to be in a play at one particular play uh, because the teacher, you know, if you left somebody out of the play, you're in bad shape. Yeah, but, uh, parents gonna get Johnny mad at you. Well, I, I just wasn't playing material. They found that I out early, that. I and I was blackballed. I well. You, you know you can you were you were playing material i was playing material johnny but i can tell you this that picture uh class picture you look like a, a renegade uh <laughs> <laughs> a second grade <laughs> renegade <Yeah. laughs> anyway then, how tough can that be gee kid it only got worse <laughs> from there worse. <laughs> we went to high school together we didn't make it in junior high in fact we were on opposing football uh schools and opposing football teams you went to jackson yeah and uh Jackson was feared in our in the district. I went to San Jacinto Junior High, and uh, y'all were uh, considered on the other side of the tracks in mean, and uh, y'all pretty much were. Uh, that I, I wouldn't deny that. Uh, the crowd I went to school there was pretty rough and mean. Right. You remember Gary <laughs> Clark? I can mention Gary. Gary Clark. Gary was wild and crazy, and he yes. became a Pasadena police officer. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> Several several uh, people did. Uh, went to high school, played football. Johnny was great at. Um, well, he was all over the field at one time. I I kept mentioning the South Houston high school game, but uh, what was officially your position in defense? Rover back, yeah, but in the eighth grade, Rover, the coach had given me leeway to play anywhere I wanted. I could line up deep. I could go anywhere I wanted to. I was a truly a rover, so I played what they call yeah. rover back. That's and I, I say that I bring that out. I know y'all are very concerned about it, but it's because Johnny was a great tackler. I don't mean form. I just mean if there was a guy with the ball running anywhere near him, he was going down. He might be tripped. He might be uh, uh, grabbed around the back of his pants or something. But Johnny was really good. Then we uh, went to. College. I appreciate that because I remember a lot of guys that ran over me and ran by me and everything else. That's what I remember. Yeah. Most. Uh, I'm so sure. I didn't see all of those, but, uh, boy, I remember several games. I, hey, but it, back to the neighborhood. When the haters moved in, I'm going to just say that the haters didn't fit into our neighborhood. They were – we knew right off they were different. Uh, Mark had an older brother, Dennis. Yeah. But when we went down to their house, uh, we found them to be well-behaved, and <laughs> they didn't try to beat the pulp out of us. Yeah, that was uh, – That's mainly what the new kids in the neighborhood did was – we ended up in a fight. So the haters were really a blessing to the neighborhood. And that I'll is, just say good, good guys. And, and we got along great. That is so. Yeah. Their, so their mom ran a tight ship. I she think. did. Well, they listened to their moms. That's right. You know, and their mama, they had to be, she, she kept tabs on y'all. She did. The only fight mm -hmm. I ever got in there was helping Dennis fight one of the Smith boys. Uh, that oh, guy the Smith was boys. just a, picker and you had trouble with him too if i recall uh <laughs> yeah harry every neighborhood's got at got least one set of bullies yeah. so. well there were four smith brothers i told mark one of them was a terror two of them was out of hand and all four of the smith brothers were, were a considerable mob yeah. i'll say that i i uh, there <laughs> are smith mob stories <laughs> we will get to but right now johnny's going to have a story for us in just a little bit when we get back from this our third and uh our final break segment back in a couple of minutes hang with the haters hey johnny Sutton. hello 
I'm Sonny Horn with Leaders Financial Group. For 25 years, Leaders has developed a working relationship with each of our clients that aid us in providing them opportunities to retire sooner than they likely thought possible. Our success is attributed largely to our thoroughness in drawing up a workable financial plan for each client. Saving money is tough for most, so we all need to receive the best long-term results possible for our efforts. Leaders Financial Group has earned a reputation for providing greater peace of mind for those who too often feel they're hoping against hope in what seems to be a most complicated financial market. Our goal at Leaders is to provide a keen sense of hope and financial security for those who come to us seeking direction. The process is simple. Phone call even more so. I'm Sonny Horn. Give me a call at 832-381-2515 and we'll help you establish a financial future that'll be ready when you're ready to retire. And I'm Mark Hader. One of the clients at Sonny Horn has helped retire sooner than I thought possible. It's our trust in him that led Kay and I to choose Leaders Financial Group as our sponsor. And thank you for hanging with the haters this afternoon. We've been hit, sitting here visiting with our good friend Johnny Sutton. I met him uh, in college, but Mark is, uh, and Johnny have been good buddies since second grade. And uh, we were talking about Johnny being uh, working as a forester and land manager for the work Davis Estates over in uh, Liberty County, uh, back in the back in them deep piney woods. And uh, Johnny has been telling us some stories that'll make you hair stand on end sometimes. Uh, Johnny, before you uh, we let you loose <laughs> with that, uh, work Davis. I mean, she mentioned Liberty. It's Polk County also. What it was yes, more land in Polk than Liberty. Or? About evenly split. And how much land did uh, the family have? We managed for the family 60000 How did you get the job, might I ask? Well, Marilyn, my wife had graduated. And we were both uh, unemployed looking for a job, and I saw that uh, on the bulletin board at Stephen F., the man who hired me and was the forester there, Charles Franklin, had put a little bulletin board taking interviews for the job. I interviewed with Mr. Franklin, and he hired me. It was the first job I had out of college. And it's the only job I ever had till I retired. And some few people quite that, unique in America. Yes, yeah. it is. I would it say sure so. I considered it a, a blessing. Yeah, really. Goodness. I, I didn't know. I mean, I, I knew you'd worked with the uh, consultant forester for a while and all, but that was the, the big job. And y'all managed a bunch of acreage. And I, I'd been talking to Johnny and son of a gun. You know, Johnny, you were saying about, uh, you know, you can tell people in uh, uh, 60,000 acres. And, you know, in my mind, you have 60,000 acres. Holy Kamoli, that's a lot of land. Uh, you made all, a you made a comparison to Lake Livingston, and would you explain that? Because I don't know that I ever understood totally. Well, it was Lake Conroe. The stories that I've revealed to Mark in the past. We had a big a big block of land uh, that was all one track. It sat there by itself. It's twenty thousand acres, and the people who've been out on Lake Conroe that. It's the same size as Lake Conroe. Son of a gun. Surface. That, that is. So the, so the 60,000 would be three Lake Conroes that, in area. That, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, that, that, that's helpful. Johnny, you've got so many uh, stories and all because you've dealt. And with me, it's uh, I was with the Forest Service. I didn't see that many wacko people. Uh, but, I mean, I was one of them. But you haven't, you've seen <laughs> had some very unusual uh, times. Is there one that stands out you could just share with us well, at this moment? People would ask me what I did all through life, and when I would get into forestry and start telling them 
what I did in forestry for a living. And they would either fall asleep or be yawning in about <laughs> three or four minutes. And I found out real quick that people didn't relate to the business of forestry real well. So to kind of keep people from falling asleep in oh, a yeah. way, I went to the more outstanding stories, the, the stuff that didn't really fall into the forestry end, but was part of our job is yeah. uh, taking care of the family's land. And it involved characters and conflict and plots and what, but you know, I it's, mentioned, it's not a short story, Mark. This is a 50-year period where this oh, all gosh. unraveled. Well, I mentioned uh, Backwoods people in the article I wrote about you, uh, Johnny. I said a uh, particular, you know, when I was a particular character, and uh, uh, it was one of the men, uh, one of the most, the guy you're talking about, 50 years worth of stories about this guy. Uh, yes, but, you know, I told you your character reference was way underrated. It's, he exceeded character by oh, a he, long he was, you've seen characters before. Yeah, I've seen a lot of characters. And he far exceeded character. He had an own, his own realm. Give us examples of what your oh, example. I, it's hard to put it all in at all. But yeah. the, the end, one story is a doctor's story. It's pretty quick. He came up out of Liberty County, came to Livingston one day to a doctor that we all knew well, had a family with general practice there. What's his name, the man? In his name is A.J., A.J. Okay. Davis. You don't remember the name of the doctor, do you? Yeah, Dr. Newman. Son of gun. Okay. Yeah, his, his daddy retired with the uh, highway, patrol, highway patrol for the state of Texas. Son of a gun. But anyway, uh, the old man came into his office, and he had a bad infection. Something was lodged in his back. It had gone inside and become infected. And A.J. would have probably handled that on his own, but he couldn't reach on his back and take <laughs> care of it. Yeah. But it had become infected pretty badly. The doctor informed me that he could take care of that he would have to clean up that wound but that he would uh he would have to give him a general anesthesia shot there and then he would proceed well aj told him that he didn't have any insurance he was paying for all this and he didn't have any money for anesthesia and the doctor said listen sir i'm going to tell you he said i'm going to start the procedure but at some point he said you will ask for the anesthesia it's, it's going to happen you're going to pay for some anesthesia. You, you will, you will need. You will ask for the anesthesia. Right. That's right. Well, uh, AJ said, "No, sir. You just go ahead and start on with your business." Well, the doctor did, uh, fully thinking that he would call for it. Well, AJ went through the whole procedure. He never flinched. Never made a move. And he fixed him up and paid the doctor. And the doctor went into his. His nurse is there and his staff, and he said, I've been doing this a long time. He said, I have never seen anything like that in my life. He said, that is one tough old man. Yeah. And he kind of summed up, A.J., a lot of things he did in his life uh, weren't going to turn out well for him, maybe involved pain, bad things. But when A.J. had set his mind to something, it, it was done. He, he was going to live with that. Yeah. that experience with a doctor always came back to me that it was a, a great insight right man. you know you mentioned or and i, I mentioned he's backwoods uh why did work davis have business with him at all aj had bought some old deeds and aj was claiming land that really belonged to the family he probably in his own mind convinced himself that he owned it he did not they were court cases through the years courts turned aj down and told him that his title was not what any good but 
so he was and he so he was living on property that didn't belong to him yes he came on and he never would he never would stop he he was going to come on to the word davis property trespass and build little shacks and whatnot that he did and fences and and we were working for the family we had to oppose that we couldn't let him build up a legal uh stance of any any sort so how long over 50 years this unraveled is a constant antagonistic <laughs> i hate to use the word battle but it was so so was if y'all had just let him live there eventually he would have been able to gotten title yes under the limit, limitation laws of texas if you can occupy land put a fence on it an enclosure that is totally enclosed pay taxes to the proper authorities the state says that you have you you do own that property at that point so so y'all had to from time to time we had from time to time enter onto the property and oppose him and show and prove that say to him in effect that this property belongs to the people i work for and you cannot yeah. you're what you're doing here will not be allowed without being opposed now it's all legal lawyers could get involved on it and tell you that but we had to oppose him from time to time okay now imposing if he's not there you tear his fence down and all don't you yes we yeah we would take his tear his fences down and disrupt things uh he never had much over there but uh his structures were all around and we kept up with that but this don't this didn't happen every other week you know yeah we let time pass we would uh realized we had seven years so sometimes if aj was on fairly good behavior he was over there and stayed out of the way five or six years would rock on but it he was uh he had spent some time in the mental institution and in rust state of texas had sent him there and uh so he didn't have a job he was just living off the land basically right yes okay it's uh now there's these shows now there's uh, what the survivor man and naked he, and afraid he, let me tell you aj yeah. was aj was doing all that yeah long before anybody had any idea about he it. could have his own reality tv show he, today i tell you aj <laughs> you know they send him one of those shows they sent him out for 21 days and you could send aj in there in the same spot uh with the same equipment these people have and if there was something there that walked crawl swim or flew some kind of critters aj was going to kill it and eat it yeah and these people would always come out they tickle me they come out with oh lost 15 pounds lost 30 pounds yeah i promise you aj <laughs> would have put on five pounds yeah. in 21 days well you know and the other thing naked and afraid you mentioned uh I, from the stories you told me he was never afraid uh, that but, mark you're right that exactly now i'll say this he was never naked aj wore no clothes and in the winter he was he had enough clothes to stay warm in the yeah. winter. He wasn't naked, yeah. but he was never afraid. You mentioned uh, he he dealt in fear. Yeah, <laughs> he liked to make people. AJ afraid. used fear, and AJ used fear quite a bit all through his life to help himself out. He 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 knew about fear, mm-hmm. but he didn't really experience fear. <clears throat> well, I can just imagine uh, you having to go in there and you know uh, oppose him that would have been the scariest thing and johnny you walked in the dadgum woods uh, most of the time it sounds like by yourself i went i reconned and did some stuff you know alone it 
uh, I did. I didn't want to carry people with me most of the time. But when we went into, we just call it a mission to seek and destroy. When we were going in to disrupt his stuff, yeah. I did carry one employee with me. Yeah. Uh, and we were armed. And we had fully discussed the action we would take if we encountered AJ. And yeah. uh, basically it was to retreat, fall away, and not encounter AJ. That was, the, and most of the times we were, in fact, we were successful at that every time i took kind of a little pride in that that we never encountered aj because he was in there and he was right. lurking we had spies though we had spies over at the sheriff's office i say spies they were friend of a friend who knew a friend yeah and with calls we could find out when he was confined and aj was locked behind bars and we managed to do most of our right so he, Seek got, and surveil. He, he got picked up on a regular basis for some sort of oh, mis, oh, misbehavior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. He was he was locked away for short periods of time all through his life. And when we found out where he was, although that was no guarantee. If A.J. was released at 530 one evening, I guarantee you before the sun came up the next morning, he would be up the river, take his little boat across on the west side on the Davis property. and We could have encountered him. So there were no complete guarantees with aj so we always thought we were very lucky that yeah. we never encountered him face to face although have... i encountered him once by myself mark face to face that yeah. ended all right no problems with that encounter well we'll get into that uh, another time but i mean he didn't have a car or anything did he or how did he No, he hit he hitchhiked almost his whole life up and That's down scary. highway 146 he did have a car for a short time he convinced the government in one of the floods in 1980 that he had a brick veneer home on a slab that was washed away totally by the flood and i know for a fact that he was given disaster relief of twelve thousand dollars goodness and his brick veneer home was uh no more than a chicken coop in fact most of the people in liberty county provided a better place to live for their chickens than what aj had oh my gosh he uh he did he did have a car as you why well, I, I get off the subject, but yeah. he did have a car a short time after he got the twelve thousand dollars so for about eight or nine months, and then that car disappeared. You know, uh, time I got to worry about time, but Johnny, I can't let this uh, pass. You, I mean, we painted a picture. You painted a picture of AJ, but uh, there is a story that he once wore a tuxedo, and uh, it's very fascinating. It reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> Andy Griffith and Ernest T. Bass, but this guy was a uh, one tough Ernest T. Bass. Do you mind telling that story? Well, he, when he entered on to the Davis property, he came from the east side of the river, and there was a subdivision in there with a lot of homes, and people who lived there. But AJ would come in on the east side and then cross the river over to trespass on the west. But he befriended some of the people, and he had gotten pretty sweet on one of the women. To, it was little, quite a few years younger than AJ at the time, but he he uh, it, he went and rented a uh, tuxedo, a full dressed out tuxedo for I guess a week because he wore it for several days. Talked and encountered to a lot of people who thought that was a strange sight in Liberty County and asked AJ about his tuxedo, and he informed that he was going to go ask for this young, well, this middle aged woman's hand in marriage in his tuxedo. And we heard the story that he did. He approached her and asked for her hand in marriage. And she, 
in the best way she could declined AJ. And uh, this kind of sad part of the story was the woman was really quite fearful and talked to her neighbors for some time after that she would probably have to sell her house and move. Yeah. She was. That he wouldn't take no very, very, he, very well. AJ yeah. did not. AJ had a way of settling grudges and arguments that didn't go well for a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, to my knowledge, she never sold the house and also no harm or anything ever happened to the later. But we call that the tuxedo week that AJ had in his tuxedo. Yeah. 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 He, she she should have advised people on how to de- deal with AJ. She was the only one that. Well, you know, it went peaceably and it was, she must have been quite the diplomat because that, in that case, it all worked out. Yeah. You know, uh, Johnny in, in time will tell us about his encounter with uh, AJ and it, it just shows you that, you know, he may be nice at one moment, but uh, then just like that, something, I, I, my dad was bipolar or something. I don't know what. He was nowhere near an AJ, but we could be all happy as could be, and then something would happen to dad that something, maybe a, a word or something was said that would set him off, and you just didn't know where you stood. And, and that's the thing about uh, if A.J. wanted to get you, uh, you know, the sheriff department isn't going to be able to help you. That was just – anyway, there's so many of that, and Johnny's got so many other stories and all, and I I like stories. We were talking, Johnny, uh, previously about um, how, you know, times have changed so much, and I'm not saying this time is uh, worse than any other time. It better in so many ways but you know people don't tell stories anymore it doesn't seem like their kids don't care to hear them uh yeah we're all tied up on these phones and whatnot and what the texting stuff but yeah uh we ah this stuff you know you just live it and it's kind of unique and i've told a few stories to the people and they're always man that's that's a little out of the ordinary which a lot of it was but AJ did would go off. He if he got mad, it was bad. Wasn't it was it? bad. He he would talk reasonably, and I know a lot of people who would say I, AJ. We were in agreement with this a little argument here and there, and then when AJ went, he would go. But to show you how he didn't have any regard for the consequences, he physically assaulted the uh, the district attorney in Liberty County in his own office and working out right in the middle of the day Good. for the whole world to see. And when you when you have enough nerve to <laughs> physically beat down the DA. Yeah. Uh, and not get any more than He's in got. a different category than I am, I'll right. tell you that. Anyway, so much stuff, Johnny. And that's uh, obviously I don't want you to get the idea that all foresters undergo <laughs> stuff like this. But Johnny was in <laughs> no, they, they don't. They don't, thank goodness. I bet. You know, in fact, I saw with Texas Forestry Association, didn't weren't you asked to speak one time somewhere or? other places uh well not over with aj i i mean uh, i know but just over i was on the uh, texas forestry service board and i spoke a few times uh Uh, tried to help that that organization out a little we've got uh, johnny and i so much experiences the only ufo ever saw was with johnny and uh we got story about that we've got a story about how when we went to college we joined an intermittent we created mm, an intramural sports i was going to tell a joke ladies and gentlemen but i do we have time for the final joke are we out of here 10 minutes uh, uh what 
Oh, okay. Yes, we, we are, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Next week, we are going to have a gentleman who is um, uh, involved in outwoods, uh, backwoods uh, camping and all to help uh, fathers and sons and all get together. We'll have it. I'll tell you more about that gentleman later right now. We have got to leave, ladies and gentlemen, hanging with the haters. This is Mark K. Johnny Sutton, thank you so much for being with us today. We'll get back next week, folks. Hello, I'm Sonny Horn with Leaders Financial Group. For 25 years, Leaders has developed a working relationship with each of our clients that aid us in providing them opportunities to retire sooner than they likely thought possible. Our success is attributed largely to our thoroughness in drawing up a workable financial plan for each client. Saving money is tough for most, so we all need to receive the best long-term results possible for our efforts. Leaders Financial Group has earned a reputation for providing greater peace of mind for those who too often feel they're hoping against hope in what seems to be a most complicated financial market. Our goal at Leaders is to provide a keen sense of hope and financial security for those who come to us seeking direction. process is simple. Phone call even more so. I'm Sonny Horn. Give me a call at 832 831-2515, and we'll help you establish a financial future that'll be ready when you're ready to retire. And I'm Mark Hader. One of the clients at Sonny Horn has helped retire sooner than I thought possible. It's our trust in him that led Kay and I to choose Leaders Financial Group as our sponsor. Thanks for checking out this recording from Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station and broadcasted live from Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Interested in sponsoring this show, being a guest, hosting your own show? Then please visit us online at IRLoneStar.com and check out the Contact Us page. We want to say thank you to our studio supporters, our traffic sponsor, Conroe Americana Music Festival at ConroeAmericanaMusicFestival.com. For more information about the show, please check out the information below in the description. 